You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Mob City After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mob City After Show. Hello and welcome to the Mob City After Buzz After Show. I am your host, Ryan Hooks. Uh, we are here breaking down episode number three, Red Light, and episode number four, His Banana Majesty. <laughs> it's hilarious and funny. Always laughing to my left here, we have the lovely Anik Four. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. We will be breaking down, like I said, Mob City. Uh, so I'd like to jump right into everything here today with his lovely self, Mr. Bugsy Siegel. Yes. Yes. So in these episodes, we are getting more and more character development, finally. After yes. the first two, it was a little bit slow. Right. A little background on some of the mob. Uh, episode starts off with uh, Sid Rothman, Bugsy Siegel, and a couple of quote-unquote hitmen who are in the car. Uh, these hitmen, if you will, were supposed to be doing a hit on somebody by the name of Abe Greenburn. Mm-hmm. However, they're talking about the feds. They're talking about people being in their way, talking about reasons why they basically can't do the hit. Right. We see a little bit of a side of Bugsy that we have yet to see in anything. Punches them both in the face, breaks their noses, and says, you know what, I'll do it myself. Thoughts? I like it. Like I little, mean, he took charge. You like little Edward Burns fire? Who I love Edward Burns. Who doesn't love a little <laughs> fire from Edward Burns? The boss that everyone wants to date but never gets the girl. Huh? Did I miss the movie? You missed the movie reference. What movie? It's okay. Wait. 27 Jesses. No. No. I don't remember the name of it. It's a movie oh, that he was okay. the boss and his Jennifer Lopez was in it. I think it's secretary or something. Oh. Anyway, regardless, uh, Bugsy Siegel <laughs> taking a little bit of action, uh, pulls out his gun and basically walks up to the car and starts shooting at uh, Abe Greenberm, who we later find out is an informant for the police against the mafia. Right. This is where we learned then a little bit more in terms of Jasmine Fontaine. And her involvement with Hecky Nash. We see them hiding in a car, taking pictures. This is where we see that she is actually the one that has taken the pictures of Bugsy that we see in episode one that was used to blackmail him mm-hmm. for the 50K that they were trying mm-hmm. to get and the reason they were trying to get away. Right. Cut ahead from there. We see uh, our lovely friends, Mo and Jerry, in this Italian restaurant, who I'm assuming in the scene where they get their noses broken were the two... That were in the backseat of the car. Right. Because now they're dead. Right. So what happens when you piss off the boss? You end up dead. Yes. With a bunch of other people. Uh, so what this does then, too, is it sets up uh, a nice dynamic with Bugsy. Because as we see down the next progression of the episodes, uh, we see him out in the desert. Where he's looking to build his future home of the Flamingo. And as we you know, as we learned in the first episode, he is basically the founding father of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. He loves gambling. He loves making money. But then again, we see him punching another guy in the face and throwing him into a ditch. Yes. Which he then gets shot up and buried deep in concrete. Um, is it me or did it take him a while for the guy to die? 
He got shot quite a few times. And then he was just still alive. Nah, they buried him in concrete. He's dead now. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, you see him, like, squirming. It's like, you know, after the first shot, you would have thought that, you know, first or second or third, you would have thought that. <laughs> Let's just fill him full of lead, so to speak. Do you think that if uh, they ever tear down any hotels in Las Vegas and they pull out the concrete structure that they might find bodies in there? I would not be surprised, and I think that would be kind of awesome. I think it'd be kind of awesome, too. I feel like there's a little bit of truth in that, like... Who comes up with some, hey, let's just throw his body in the concrete and bury him? I bet that probably happened. Yeah. So to speak. Um, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> we see then uh, as Bugsy Siegel's character progresses, he gets arrested when he returns from Vegas as he's flying in on his own private jet, um, which sets up to me probably the funniest part of episode four. I think you're inclined to agree with me. When Bugsy's in prison, he's talking on the phone. Getting his hair done, getting his nails getting done. Getting his nails done. He's like in a little spa. And then here comes, and I thought he was actually at a spa. And then here comes like the cops and then like he's in a holding cell. <laughs> They're looking through the bars and they end up cut the wire on the phone that he's talking to. He's talking to Ned Stack <laughs> about, you know, how business should progress as usual. Um, you know, just doing his thing, hanging out. And apparently according to his lawyer, we find out he is granted certain amenities. Right. And he's got lobster. He's got lobster. He's got lobster. He, he gets privileges, basically, because of who he knows. Uh, which also sets up a cool, interesting little bit with the the, the police captain, Parker, mm-hmm. um, where he's wanting to go to trial, wants to take forward and take down, you know, Bugsy Siegel and, you know, be the hero. But he only has 26 hours to get the evidence against him, which normally, obviously, you don't go to trial that fast. Sometimes it could be up to a week. We see that uh, Neil McDonough's character in, in Bill the Boy Scout Parker is kind of stumped a little mm-hmm. bit. And I feel like he's basically puts the scramble into episode four on moving everything forward. Um, you know, and do you, do you think that Bugsy's going to get cleared of all charges in episode five? I think so. I think he will. I mean, if you're best friends with the police commissioner and you play golf with the judge. Because, I mean, honestly, though, he hasn't really done any dirty work he hasn't gotten his hands dirty he killed that guy they've got photo evidence sort of yeah sort of though yeah it's not like you know he always has like he's got like the little minions they don't have it but it's available to be found if the right people could find it Uh, because as we do see and we find out that t has a key to the safe uh at this train station that is potentially probably photographs that Jasmine has taken because they do have prints that they make out. Obviously, this episode is titled Red Light, indicating the red light that they use to develop when pictures. they develop the photography. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. That's you the are. word I was looking for. <laughs> um, so and, and we learn a little bit more about that red light, too. Um, when we're at the house, uh, we see that Joe T comes to Jasmine's house, again, checking up, following up. Because as we learned in episode two, that he basically was married to her, basically still in love with her, would do anything for her. Um, but he's there asking her more about the photography and once, you know, he's questioning her and basically trying to get more information, um, you know, and, and to find out basically how he can help or what they can do to get out of this situation. Uh, right. And then we, we see that uh, our good friend Mickey Cohen shows up. Yes. Uh, wants also to ask the same questions about where they stand, what they can do, and, um, you know, how they can basically get through this without anyone getting in jail or killed or gas chambered as they find out here in, in LA, they do the gas chamber in the forties. Right. Um, 
That's but, you learn something new every day. I mean, you know, you read a, you read a couple of books and you're in. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Uh, so did you did you think that that when Joe was at the house that he was going to get caught? I didn't think so. I didn't think he was going to. I think he's too intelligent to get caught. I just want to know. My whole thing with them is that I want to know, like, are they still divorced? I mean, are they divorced? Are they still married? I could see – you could see – I love the, like, the relationship, though, between them, like, the chemistry between them. And I also love, like, kind of, like, he goes in, like, the closet with the gun. And you could still, like, kind of, like, see his, like, you know, shadow. In and, shadow. like, I don't understand how the other one couldn't see him. I mean, he was busy looking at legs as he That's likes to true, call her. because he called her legs. He's called her, he called her legs a couple of times. Yes. He actually <laughs> was in the office after Hecky Nash got killed in the first episode and called her legs. The legs come into my office, I want to talk to you. Bugs, you also asked her out. So apparently a lot of people have uh, an infatuation with our Jasmine Fontaine. Yes. Um, I mean, it's not hard to see that. She was Andromeda after all, the goddess of beauty and so forth and so on. Um <laughs> I know a lot of things about movies. Stay off of me. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Um, well, then in that scene, um, or I guess jumping back here a little bit, we find uh, that they bring in a whole bunch of people because they're going to start questioning people about what has happened with the shooting at the Italian restaurant uh, where Mo and Jerry got killed. Right. And they're bringing in the witness, my favorite lady from the, the cheese. cheese. The cheese lady. The cheese lady. Yes, they're bringing her in as well as they're bringing in Carl, who got beat up by the mob. Says he didn't see anything, but we know really that he is on the side of the mob because he used to work for them before he was put in jail. Uh, brought in, and they're interviewing all these people. Uh, and basically, this is Bill the Boy Scout's gung ho mission to stop crime. Uh, he was told not to pursue with this. He pursues anyway. Um, Sid Rothman comes in, recognizes Joe Teague, uh, and starts making some kind of accusations, if you will, at him, but very in a, a sly, cool manner so that they know what's going on. There's a tension between them. However, there's not any indication to everyone else that there's anything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did you think that Sid was going to say anything about what happened? Mm, I don't think so. About no, knowing that... I mean, obviously the cops all know that Joe was there because right. they set up the mission and whatnot, but... Obviously, he knows that he didn't kill Hecky, and Hecky ended up dead. So really, it only leaves one possible option for who killed him. I think it's going to lead into more blackmail to be waited on till um, our Our, our predictions. (laughs) But um, I think that's going to be kind of like where maybe the whole corruption type of thing comes in. I could see that. I mean, blackmail you back, so to speak. Yeah. At the same time, Teague gave them the money back and really did them a favor, didn't want anything from them. So do they have grounds to blackmail him back? I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's the mob. They'll always find a reason. Always find a reason to kill somebody. Definitely don't want any debts. Definitely don't want to owe any favors. Right. As as they currently really do owe Detective Teague a favor for him taking care of their problem with Hector Nash. Okay, well then, fine. Good, great, wonderful. Uh, so it goes back to Carl then. Uh, we find out that he's lying about everything and he says he doesn't know anything. He's released. However, we also find out that one of the detectives from the mob squad is doing a little background research. 
Uh, they find out about his past, about his ties to the mob, and they assume and or immediately put together the fact that he is lying. Um, so they go out and they want to catch him. Uh, however, when Joe is in the closet, when Mickey shows up, he finds out that there's a plan to kill Carl. They're going right. to meet him at Griffith Park to meet, which is really then their plan to take care of him, so right. to speak. Because he was out in the balcony. Barry sitting in and yep, Sid. Sitting in and, yeah. when Sid showed up. Uh, but Sid came in basically to tell Mickey that he should go be somewhere public so that he's not implicated in this, obviously knowing that Bugsy's in, in prison right now for murder. Right. Uh, you know, to take care of the loose ends, if they, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, we see that then, um, that since then, things have kind of cooled down because they've got Bugsy in custody and, you know, they know about Carl, so they're looking for Carl. Um, but what we do find out then is that the jazz, the surveillance on Jasmine has gone away. Mm-hmm. Jasmine's no longer being followed by the cops. Um, but then we are introduced to another this character. This little weasel guy. This little weaselly character, so to speak. Um, Leslie Shermer. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Shermer was supposedly, quote unquote, partners with... Uh, with Hecky Nash, mm-hmm. and with his partnership to Hecky Nash, he was guaranteed half of the quote unquote ten thousand dollars that Hecky was going to take for the right. the stuff because he he was basically the one that gave him the tip about the hit on Abe Greenburn, Greenburn, and told him basically to be there. So that's why he went, and that's why he took the pictures, and that's why he knew what kind of film to get and use with the help of Jasmine. Uh, so he's basically stalking her. Right. In a weird, creepy sort of way, following her around, leaves her a note covered in blood. Yeah. You know, I, says, mean, I mean, if the guy were to be like, you know, kind of hot, I'd been like, okay, you can stalk me. But I mean, he's kind of weasley looking. He is very weasley looking. And I think a blood note really just <laughs> too much Simpsons for me. Too you much know, Simpsons? Get a pen. <laughs> There's an episode of The Simpsons where he's writing death letters to Bart and he's using his own blood and then he passes out. <laughs> I guess I'm on my own here. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Uh, so we see this this interaction with them and uh, the stalking of Jasmine begins. Uh, but then we flash back to uh, more with Carl. Carl's at Griffith Park and we see three guys show up and they start shooting at him. And as any drama will tell you, if you are a bad guy, you cannot shoot. You cannot aim and you cannot kill anybody. Right. Because they miss like 15 times. Allowing him to escape onto the um, the carousel at Griffith Park. And he is hiding. But we see Joe Teague show up just in the nick of time, hearing gunshot, hearing right. yelling. Turns the carousel on, turns the lights on, and starts returning fire. Let's Carl know that it is Detective Teague is here to help him. Right. Now, what I kind of like got me was that they were shooting at him. Oh, did they? Did they mean to miss it? I think they tried to kill him and they just missed. <laughs> because I mean, they shot like a lot, a lot of rounds. That's the, that's the standard uh, death trooper, uh, stormtrooper, other uh, shooting tactic. They just miss. And they they're pretty. Maybe they should have gone to like some type of like shooting. You'd I mean, think... you would think for being the mob, they would have had a better shot. But... No, <laughs> not when it's low rent hitmen. They're just nobodies on the street. <laughs> Who have six shooters and they cannot shoot. Uh, so the battle ensues, and at the end of episode three, our great reveal moment is Carl decides to basically help the police. He agrees to testify 
against Bugsy. Mm -hmm. And that's why we see him in custody at the beginning of episode four. And that's why we learn about this great, you know, him in jail situation and also his trial. Uh, Bugsy says, you know, if they're going to do me like this, I'm going to retaliate. But that also sets up a point where he basically outs Sid. Mm-hmm. Says, hey, you know what? Sid was the one that killed the two guys in the cafe. I saw him do it. I tipped him off. And without me, you know, he wouldn't have done it. But at the same time, I know he did it. I witnessed him do it. And you can basically arrest him and we can take down the mob. Right. So we see Parker's, Kevin Parker here, and that's his, his mission is to take down the mob. He wants to be that guy. Right. So he wants to take care of everything. Uh, which then leads us into episode four. So one thing I do want to ask about episode four, uh, the first three episodes of this TV show were directed by Frank Darabont. Mm-hmm. Episode four and episode five are a different director. It's Guy Furland, um, who's done several TV shows. Um, did you feel like that there was a difference in the cinematography between episode three and episode four? A little bit. Because to me, I thought there was a lot more use of light. Scenes yes. shot in the daytime. Yes. Things that happened in the daytime, people, you know, out and about and living life like normal people, not in darkness, not in nighttime or, you know, sneaking around that kind of neo-noir style as the first three episodes have been filmed, Um, which I thought created an interesting dynamic Mm -hmm. with the show where, you know, lighter is the best word for it, but it gives us a contrast to go in because this episode we start to get a little bit more information about people and also things that are going to start happening in the town now that Bugsy is in jail. Right. Um, For how long is another story. TBA on the uh, arrest. He's only on, <laughs> he's only on trial for one day. Right. So I guess we'll see with that hopefully in episode five and six right. what happens with that trial and that situation. Um, I mean, it's not like he's having it very hard. Oh, absolutely not. He's allowed certain privileges. Yeah. Sure, why not? Go for it. <laughs> Done and done. Cool. So um, with that being said, certain privileges as well that we have in our modern technology, iTunes. (laughs) You love AfterBuzz TV. You love Mob City. You want to go on and download iTunes. And you want to go on and you want to download Mob City Podcast. Uh, We are available with over 60 plus shows every week. We do shows every single day here. Uh, How you can help us out is to go on iTunes, download our podcast, subscribe to us, and give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you think. Leave us your comments, your quotes, Anything about the show that you want us to talk about, ask us. We've got question sections we can answer for you. uh, And we want to be here for you because you're here for us. So thank you for tuning in. Go to iTunes. Check us out. Tell your friends. Tweet about us. Hit us up. We'll help you out too. All right. Moving back into the show here. You're welcome. I love a little segment (laughs) transition. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the relationship that is developing even more so in this episode between Detective Teague and Jasmine Fontaine. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there is any love loss between them based on the fact that they're broken up? I think in – I don't I don't know. I, I think maybe on her part, maybe not on his per se. I mean I, feel, I still think that he's like in love with her. I agree. I think that maybe she doesn't know she is. Well, she but, has that comment that she makes about there might have been, but I'm trying to push it away. She doesn't want feelings – to start up again. She doesn't want to get back involved with him. Right. And I feel like there's that distance, but at the same time, I feel like as much as she fights it, she's going to lose. Yeah. Because 
she still loves him, obviously. Yeah. You know, and we see that then too, where she's talking about um, their past with when Jasmine is in the office talking to Ned. She goes to Ned and asks for help because obviously we've got Leslie Shermer stalking her. And she basically wants the money to pay him off and wants the situation to go away. Doesn't want to go to Joe about it because she doesn't want him to stick his neck out any more than he already has. Right. At the same time, I feel like she feels bad for going around him and going to her when he's obviously going so far out of his way to help her. Right. I mean, I I don't know. Like, it's the same thing. She kind of like – I want to say – she should kind of like know maybe that he wants to help her because they were they were married. Mm-hmm. So I mean I would think that not knowing what happened between them and like why they're like separated or divorced mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say. I think that for her to I see why where it's going kind of like type of thing and I'm trying to like say something that I can't it's not coming out. <laughs> um I think that she she knows that she kind of loves him, but at the same time, she doesn't want to put him out more, maybe to not show him that she still cares and she still loves him. She's definitely very uh, well-handled in every scene that she's. You always see her compose herself right before she starts interacting with somebody. You even saw that when Mickey showed up at the door, took any breath, gave him a glare, and was back to being kind of cold-hearted, if you will, kind of tough, you know, tough-shouldered. Right. She works, obviously, at a mob restaurant, and... You know, I feel like that's maybe her. I feel like that's her pushing away feelings that are there that mm-hmm. she doesn't want to show. Right. Um, and because she, she even brings up then more about Joe and like what happened to him and why he is the way he is and why Ned Stack has the ability to not be that way. Why? Why can he basically put up a front? And it, what he admits to is, I put up a front and I'm better at hiding it than other people are. Whereas someone like Joe can't. Where it, Everything that he saw and did in the war negatively affected him in a terrible, terrible way. Yeah. So I think that if she lets her guard down a little bit, I feel like there's going to be a romance that happens. Yeah. So I hope. I hope so. I Who know, doesn't so do want I. a little bit of love in their life? Aww. 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 Okay. Cool. So enough <laughs> of that. Let's go back to guys shooting each other. So in this episode, then as well, we see that because Bugsy Siegel is in prison. Um, Everything is up for grabs. Uh, we meet Mr. Dragner, who owns a banana plant and also does a lot of gambling. Uh, in an opening scene with uh, them coming back in, we see that Dragner's men come into a quote-unquote protected place uh, and pretty much bust it up. Mm-hmm. They say, you know what? You're not protected anymore. You don't do business anymore. If you want to gamble, come up to our place and place your bets because this is our place now. Right. And... Basically setting up some tension, if yeah. you will. A little bit of mafia love. Yeah. This side versus that side. Um, and so I like how this started off because I like that the character that is in the um, at the place, his name is uh, Smooth, Smooth Watson, mm-hmm. gets beat up pretty badly, gets stomped on by the guys, um, which, you know, you don't you feel bad for him because he's really just staying up for his place, really just doing what he's been told to do. Right. I don't know if he meant to kill him or didn't. Bottom line, he ends up dying at the end of the episode. But that does set up a good little bit of mafia retaliation. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that because that's yes. something that I <laughs> want to talk about in depth. 
<laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners, for that one. Think about it. Think about it. Okay, cool. Cool. We're good. Um, but basically, we see this happening throughout the show um, where these Dragon's Men show up, bust up casinos, busting things up, mm-hmm. and basically saying, this is our house now. You can gamble with us or you can get lost. Uh, so that then sets up a nice little bit with Ned because as we kind of learned throughout the episode and as he's been developed as a character, just because he works for bad guys doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Right. He's very smart. As he said, he aced the bar exam. Um, he does a lot of things to help people out, you know, very active. I think he doesn't like looking at him. Right. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. You know you do. I do. That's what you like. Love you, Lil. Uh, Bye, he doesn't Lil. love him. Uh, but, <laughs> but in this scene, then, he's at a party uh, at a pretty nice upscale house in Beverly Hills. And he goes in, is talking to the, the owner, or basically the operator of the gambling house, saying, right. you know what? Everything is to proceed as normal. Keep morals up. Keep bringing in money. We want to show that just because Bugsy's in prison doesn't mean that he is out of the picture, doesn't mean that we're shutting down. Mm-hmm. As of right now, they actually even say that Mickey Cohen is in charge. Although he's rough around the edges, he's the boss, he's next in line. We want to keep things going. He's going to take care of everything. Right. So uh, we then see that um, as the plot progresses, while they're busting up this house, he gets a phone call and says, hey, you know what? People are busting up our safe houses all over town. These guys from Dragos Place show up and start busting up their casino. Stack, stack, stack steps in. Mm-hmm. Say that again three times fast. Uh, stack steps in and says, you know what? You're scaring these people. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're only making things worse. Again, showing his nice guy side, if you will. Says, you know what? Let these people go. Give them your card. I'll tell my men not to fight. You can point a gun at me and do what you're going to do because you're going to do it anyway. So why not? So he basically kind of saves the day a little bit. We, mm-hmm. see, we see a little good cop in him. Yeah. Do you think that this show of good, the show of light, based on this episode being a lot lighter, uh, is going to lead to something in the next couple of episodes? As in? Is, is his ties to Joe as a former Marine right. greater than his ties to the Mafia, which pays him? I want him to be good. I so want him to be good because I love him. Like, I love him as an actor, and I love his character. So, I mean, I think it might. I mean, he's got his flashy ties, so we know, obviously, what side he's on because flashy ties and flashy shoes mean you're a bad guy. But, you know. But is he really bad, though? Or is he just doing it for the money? Exactly. Because I'm sure he's paid very well as the prime attorney, as a fixer. Yeah. You know up to the high echelon of the mob. And he's pretty good at it, too, from what we see. Yeah. And he shows up in the earlier episode as the lawyer to these people, and they keep him around. He took care of the situation with Hecky because he's the one that dropped the note in Joe's mailbox about meeting Hecky, and Hecky then hired him. And he wasn't sure how it would go out, but he hoped it would go out the way right. that he wanted it to, which ended up going out obviously exactly how he wanted it to. He even made that comment about, maybe I'm just smarter than you think, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm prepared for that. Uh but I think that it, it could definitely lead to some good things for him uh, as a character in the next two episodes where he could potentially not be a bad guy. Yeah. So That could be predictions. I think we'll save that for yeah, predictions. Absolutely. Shall. Cool. Now, so, who is this girl, though? 
the girl is just. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. The manager of the casino. I know, but the, I'm kind of jealous. Unnamed, basically. Did they name her? No, they never named her. He never said. Or did name. we miss that? Uh, viewers, if viewers. we missed the name of the blonde in the casino house in Beverly Hills, tweet us, comment on us, let us know. We'll give you a shout out, let you know what's going on. But as of right now, she will remain the good looking blonde who gives Ned Stack the eyes. And also gets yeah. a kiss. The eyes. <laughs> Blows on some dice. Lucky lucky gambler. Yes. Sure, why not? Done. Cool. So um as the episode progresses, then we get more of Carl, our lovable former ex con who works in an Italian restaurant and hates it. Um, he's agreed to go against the trial, basically to testify that Sid killed um, uh, Jerry and Mo. Mo and right. Jerry. Mo and Jerry, there it is. Uh, and basically, this is going to allow them to pin something on Sid. They're hoping that Sid will then be able to pin something on Bugsy, and that basically the snowball will progress and roll downhill. That they will be able to take him down. That's, that's what they want. They want to take out the mob. They want to cut the head off the mob. Right. So we see him being moved to a safe house. Which I found to be funny because it's supposed to be a safe house and here comes like three black, really nice cars that obviously kind of like belong to the cops. And they're all, there's like a bunch of them together and then they go and like, it's like kind of like, do you not like see something? Do you not see these random three cars for like yeah. cops driving the road? I didn't see anything. Oh, <laughs> what are the odds? No way. So so they move him to the safe house. And then there's an amazing montage in this episode then where Sid Rothman, as we learned in episode one, and as our previous guest Ryan Dorsey told us, Sid is a violinist. Yes. Uh, started at an early age in the 20s when they used to go around pretending to be violinists. But obviously has still kept it up. Right. And is in this basement of this safe house that he's in, hiding out from the cops, playing his violin. Music is being dubbed over as we see Sid Rothman cutting off uh, the barrel of a couple of shotguns while the police are out looking for him. Also, while we see Carl being moved to the safe house, while we see Joe mm-hmm. wrapping up loose ends to make sure that he's protected and can still go to trial. Right. Um, and also the overuse of the word nice. Yeah. Everyone just says how nice everything is. That's v- the word of the night is nice. Violin music makes things nice. Very nice. <sighs> absolutely but anyway it's fine it's nice we love it um but then one of the things too that this episode does is we see a, a bug being planted in mickey's office right the cops are hoping to get information now that they can use because they're running out of time again they have 26 hours from when they started this episode to figure out what they can do to get some dirt on Bugsy, what they can do basically to put him away at least for a little bit of time, if not for life, not for death. Right. So they have this plan to put a bug in the office. However, when they're in the office, again, we see Milo Stack and – I'm sorry, Milo. <laughs> Hold that thought. We see Milo, a.k.a. Ned Stack, in the office talking to Jasmine Fontaine. Milo Stack. <laughs> That's a good name, actually. I know it is. Keep that one for later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and did, did you feel like they got any bit of the conversation uh, between Jasmine and Ned? I think that maybe they got like the first little bit of conversation. But then remember he said something about um, how it, they're just getting like a feed for like a game uh-huh. or something. And so I think that they didn't get the full. 
So you don't think that there's any... They may have just gotten like, hey, inkling. how are you, type of thing, instead of like what went down. No inkling of what went down. So we right. don't see that that comes back later negatively on Ned, on Jasmine, or even Detective Teague. Right. Who is at this point basically playing both sides, basically the only corrupt cop that we've seen. Corrupt. Yes, because they talk about police corruption so much in this, and it's a noir, noir piece, which is always about police corruption. But yet he's the only corrupt one that we've been given. But he's not, I don't find him to be corrupt, corrupt. A little bit shady, maybe? Yeah, but I don't think he's corrupt. I mean, I don't think he's bad, but he's not good either. So, anyway, uh, again, we, <laughs> we learn more about uh, Joe and the war. Right. And, you know, how he helped Ned and also how he basically is locked up in his emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see that the 5K gets given so that Leslie Shermer will go away. And um, we find out that Smooth Watson has been killed. Mm-hmm. And that the mafia wants to set up a meetup. Right. This meetup is going to entail um, Dragner's men and Bugsy Siegel's men getting together and talking about the situation where Dragner's smashing up casinos and often people. And especially because the kid was black. Um, so they're going to come have a meetup. At the, at the house where they had the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good way to establish a good ground, a good relationship. So, we are left then with your favorite and my scene of this episode. Yes. Uh, when we are the in scene. the banana factory. Yes. Um, Mickey Cohen was recently told to basically take matters into his own hands. You are the boss. You should act like the boss. Let people know that we are taking care of things and show a force of strength as Mickey Cohen in his mind will do, right, goes out and starts beating people up. Right. Shoving bananas in people's mouths. Right. Beating people up. Shoving bananas in people's... Bottoms. Mouths. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we see one of Dragon's men then is saying, you know what, what are you doing? Cut this out. You can't handle this. This is our territory now. You need to get out of here. And he says, you know what? And, and actually, I saw the poster at the beginning because I was trying to figure out the episode title. Why it was called. Why it was called His Banana Majesty. I saw the poster. You know, it says, Bananas a Different Way. Mickey Cohen gives him a banana a different way. Right. Um, so then the Banana Majesty obviously makes sense. Uh, Smooth Watson's dead. And... I'm going to tell you one thing. I'll never look at bananas the same way again. You don't like bananas anyway. I know, but now it, now I really don't like bananas. Because I could tolerate them before. Now I just... Well, don't eat the the hard green ones. <laughs> but still, I just picture to see a banana now, it's going to be that. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jeremy Luke. Uh, shoving a banana where the sun don't shine, giving us multiple images to go to bed with tonight. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jeremy Luke, next week on our show, he will be one of our special guests. We actually have two. Yes. Uh, so we'll look forward to interviewing him and finding out what his thoughts were so far as his role as Mickey Cohen. And the banana and, scene. And the banana scene, especially the banana scene. And also potentially more on Mob City as a continuing series. Only six episodes to, to date that are for sure because that's all they're showing. But is it going to get picked up? Do we get 12 right. more and get a full 20 episodes season one? I hope so. I think you hope so. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't hope so? Because who doesn't like Frank Darbaum? Who doesn't like Mob 
And who doesn't like bananas? Other than me. <laughs> other than me. <laughs> All right. Cool. I want to see. We should see more banana scenes. You think that what? I think it should be like kind of like his like trademark. His, his little joke now. His like, his, like everyone wants time. like a tagline or a running joke so his can be the banana. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of like want to see like you know like every time he like goes like before to kill somebody he like sticks eats a banana, a banana. <laughs> or like sticks it up. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna go okay, on I the PC gonna... side. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> he can stick a banana wherever he wants to stick a banana, even if it's in his mouth. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> then as the show comes to a close, you think that's the end. You think Mickey Cohen is going out making a stand for the mob, but it's not. We see Josie come into his apartment. Right. And we see Sid waiting with the sawed-off shotgun. Right. Ready to do a little damage. He doesn't shoot him. Just holds him hostage. Knocks him out, basically, and makes him a prisoner. Um, he's He's captive. And that will lead us into a lovely section we like to call predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So, to recap, uh, Bugsy is in prison. Mickey Cohen's running the show, busting heads. And Sid is out and about making sure his things are taken care of. What do you see happening after what we saw with the trailer uh, in the next two episodes as we close Mob City, episode five and six? Right. Um, I see, let me see, I don't know, like, I see, uh, Jasmine, of course, being more in, involved with the whole, um, situation with the weasel guy, because mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, I'm sorry. Leslie Sherman. Leslie Sherman. <laughs> Leslie Sherman. Sherman. <laughs> um, I also see, I don't know, I, I think that Siegel's gonna get off, because, I mean, they have no reason to hold him right, right. now, unless somebody gets, you know, finds the pictures. But then she also told, Jasmine also told um, Sherman that I can bring you over to where the pictures are. And they're worth, you know, the amount of money Large that he wants. Large amounts of money, right. I also think that there's going to be kind of like a little, speak going back to the conspiracy cop, you know. Like, I think that the whole Sid and Joe thing is maybe going to be a little bit of blackmail there. You're back to your blackmail. Yeah. Cool. And I want to see more bananas. And more bananas. So, number one, Frank, bananas are the number one thing we need in episode five and six. I know you've already filmed it, but go back and add an extra ten pages of bananas because that will make our life better. Um, some of the things I was thinking about when I was watching the trailer for the next episodes is who's going to get killed, um, how relevant are the pictures going to be, both of the hit and also pictures from the past because they do show some pictures of – Teague and Jasmine together. Right. And also, revenge. Are the cops going to be corrupt finally? And you're going to see them take matters into their own hands. I'm hoping that they do. And I'm hoping that heads will roll, so to speak. um, Because the cops are the ones that are going to do it. Literally, busting heads, taking care of action. Cool. Well, thank you for tuning in today here at Mob City After Buzz. Uh, Any tell us where we can find you. You can find me on Twitter and – I was going to say Twitter and After Buzz. Yes. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at and my website at Cool. And you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Twitter, Instagram, Yahoo, Snapchat, Snapchat. one of my favorites. I know. I like getting Snapchats. Send me a picture. Send a comment. It can be clean, and it make can be a, about the make, show. Make a G rated. That's fine. <laughs> Snapchat. It's all it is. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in to After Buzz Mob City. We will see you next week. We'll be a special guest, Jeremy Luke and uh, Natasha Estrada. Yes. Done and From done. Executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.